0: Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight featuring commentary by Anthony Anderson, a retired juvenile justice supervisor, Gary McCarthy, the former police superintendent, of Chicago, now with Willow Springs, Illinois, and talk show host, Stephanie Trussell. Our program tonight, coming to you from my own base at WYND AM 560, WYND Radio, at Salem Radio in the city of Chicago, just a stone's throw from Chicago. Nice to have you with us. Phone lines open, 1-800-723-8229. one 800 723 8289 at any point, if you'd like to offer your two cents into the conversation, we would love to have it. Uh, This evening, we're going to be talking about, in both hours, we're going to be talking about crime and punishment and rehabilitation. Those are our three subjects, but crime and punishment to start. And we're going to begin because if, if you were a watcher of Fox News or you live in the city of Chicago, a week ago Saturday night, there was rampaging teenagers in downtown Chicago in the Michigan Avenue area. They were creating quite a bit of havoc, and uh, two people ended up getting shot, and uh, it really was the dominant news story, at least on Fox, for last week. But last night, I can report that there were no incidents, and what happened during the day yesterday, a large group of uh, black political and religious, or primarily religious leaders, joined together in a combination of pastors and, and, and men from the streets, men who had served time, and they wanted to go out and basically... Get, you know create a, a a show of force of black men who who denounced what happened the previous week and uh there were no incidents yesterday so we had a we had a, we had a good response uh we had a bad uh, instance and tonight we're going to be talking about this not just in chicago but this is an issue that obviously transcends most of the major cities in the united states and we were joined uh, in our first hour by gary mccarthy who was the former police chief of the city of Chicago. He also has served in New York city and also uh, ran the police department in uh, Newark, New Jersey. And uh, he joins us. He's now the police superintendent uh, interim in uh, Willow Springs. Gary, nice to have you with us. Anthony Anderson also joins us uh, in the studio. He is a veteran of the criminal justice system, juvenile justice system. But I, I want to begin with you since I've described to the audience, uh, what What the police department and what the community did last night in Chicago versus what they did or what happened the week before is 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 the is the recipe for keeping the peace, what happened in Chicago last night?
1: <clears throat> um, it could be. It could be, but it, you also have to realize if you're out here in the Midwest, it was uh, thirty degrees last night versus eighty degrees last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the jokes out here in Chicago is, uh, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. And that, mm-hmm. that certainly is uh, what happened between last week and this week. But you know, this has been going on for quite some time, Bruce. Uh, it's happening over and over again during the summer months. Uh, kids are coming downtown and and kind of rampaging, like you said. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I I hate to say it, but although Fox played it up, uh, the media out here has been playing it down. Yes. Um, they called they called it uh, lodge. Uh, gatherings of young people, uh, and now it's called the Teen Takeover. I mean, that sounds really cute. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't cute. People were getting beaten. People were getting robbed. Cars were being set on fire. Um, And and they reported that um, 15 people were arrested and uh, two young men were shot. Uh, Fortunately, neither one is in critical condition. I think they're both going to survive. But they're downplaying it just by the way that they present it. And, yep. you know, it was a criminal mob, and, and that's problematic because there's a little bit of anarchy that's going on here. There's a complete disregard for the, for the societal mores that we have, and uh, that has to be overcome. And we're on the right track when we talk about religious leaders and families getting involved because the police can only make arrests, and arrests mm-hmm. are not going to solve the problem.
0: Now, the, the new mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, who's also received a, quite a bit of publicity and reaction to his comments following the disturbances of uh, of last Saturday, a week ago, uh, when he said we should not demonize uh, these folks. In fact, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own Communities. I want to get your reaction, Gary, and then I want to bring uh, Anthony Anderson into the conversation. When you heard that, what was your reaction?
1: Uh, it kind of made the hair stand up on the back of my neck because there's video of this mob beating people and robbing them. Um, I'm not sure what the solution is, but you know what? Nobody wants to have a good conversation about race. We're not going to overcome hundreds of years of discrimination and racial issues in this country in the short term. We have to have long term solutions. We have to have conversations about it. And when people commit crime, I'm sorry, but they do need to be punished for that. Otherwise, they keep going and doing it
0: again. Anthony so
1: Anderson. Uh,
0: I want to get Anthony. Uh, yeah, oh, I want to get Anthony Anderson's response. Anthony, uh, 27 years working in the juvenile justice system. There were a lot of juveniles out there. They look like they perhaps should go to the system, but we have a mayor that said we should not demonize them. As you watch this on television, like millions of other people, what was your reaction?
2: Well, my reaction was, this is similar to the, uh, the chief's reaction. Um, not calling out criminal behavior amongst the uh, so-called young people uh, is itself doing a disservice to those very individuals, <clears throat> because at some point those same individuals are going to become have to come uh, part of a normal society, a society in which uh, you know criminal behavior is not allowed. And by the ma- the mayor elect discounting those behaviors, he's not doing those guys any service in terms of not calling out. Uh, when right is right and wrong is wrong. You have to do that.
0: And, when, and, and he's, when he says, however, when he says that, there are, that the, these are uh, young people who have been basically Bruce, deprived, we, we, he didn't say deprived, but de- deprived of activities in their own communities, well, well, is there well, some truth to that? We have to look that? at
2: who's depriving them of those activities in their own communities. It is their own people that are depriving them of their own community activities. It's no one else and no way? one's coming out no one's coming out of Oak Brook no one's coming out of some of the the, uh, the, the better parts wow. of Illinois and telling these kids hey listen you can't come to this area no you have an area which you can thrive and live in you choose not to thrive and or live in those areas what you want to do is you want to go downtown and and then tear up the city now most of us would consider Chicago's downtown our front porch. But unfortunately, some people take that adage as a way to come down and just tear up the front of the city. And that's never the case,
0: supposed to be the case. Gary, your response to that? Agree or disagree?
1: I, I absolutely agree. As a, as a matter of fact, Bruce, one of the things that got very little airtime was the fact that Father Michael Flager, who everybody knows who he is, he's mm-hmm. on the south side, and, and Pastor Corey Brooks, who's also on the south side, went public and said, hey, These opportunities are here. Those kids are not coming. We have basketball courts that are open late at night. We have all sorts of after-school programs that Mm -hmm. kids are not taking part in because they're actually not going to school. So how can you have an after-school? There's enormous, enormous problems here. And it's gonna take a long time to solve it, but it's not gonna get solved by people getting away with the behaviors that they're acting in. I also think that, again, uh Even
0: if you had services in the neighborhood, um, if you're there Monday through Friday, I think come Friday, Saturday night, as a teenager, you are going to want to go downtown. So anyway, I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly from Chicago.
3: At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. The kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above.
4: Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's PurdueGlobal.edu.
5: If you talk, they will hear you.
6: We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
7: This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart
3: A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Bruce Dumont back. We continue our discussion of crime and punishment in America this evening. And uh, I'm going to go to Gary McCarthy, former police superintendent here in Chicago. Uh, and Gary, my question to you is, a lot of people listening and watching the program this evening believe that the answer is more police. And yet we heard in the most recent Chicago mayor's uh, election, we heard one candidate say we needed, you know, 1,200 more police on the street. Uh, Brandon Johnson said he thought the answer was 200 more detectives. Uh, and, and the question I would ask for you, is it true that Chicago is down 1200 police officers because they have a similar issue in Los Angeles?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They are. But beyond that is the fact that there's an exodus that started very recently where they're not going to be able to fill up those ranks for quite some time because you can't keep up with the attrition that's happen- happening right now. I've always been a proponent that says it's, it's less important how many you have and more important what they're doing. But you know, at some point, the headcount absolutely matters within a department and they are stretched to, to as tight as a drum, is the only way to put it. And I want mm-hmm. you to think forward to the fact that we're gonna have the Democratic National Convention coming here uh, next year. If they can't get those numbers up, they cannot possibly cover the neighborhoods, and the downtown and run that DNC all at the same time. It's going to be tough. In in during the
0: campaign, uh, Brandon Johnson in one debate made the point that the reason that there are not more police officers is because uh, a, a lot of the applicants are kicked off because they've got a drug problem. They've got the, he was ticking off a variety of things that that. That prohibit you from applying successfully to the chicago police department as you look at the standards at least uh at criteria as you remember them gary and that's only a couple of years ago uh what are some of the what are some of the basics that you need to apply to be a chicago police officer are they are they simple things or difficult
1: they're, they're simple things you you can't have a criminal uh, a felony conviction you can't have an extensive criminal background. Look, we don't want to give criminals guns. Right. Right. We have problems. We have problems when officers go beyond the bounds of, of the law. And um, you don't want to recruit somebody who has that problem already. Um, mm-hmm. the, the education mm-hmm. standard can be played with. I'm not I'm not of the opinion that every officer has to have a college degree. I think that there are limits that we could put on that. And I believe that's happening. Uh, there are age limits that can get put on it. I don't know how far you want to go with that. But my understanding is that the physical, uh, physical fitness tests are basically out the window. And that's a national standard based upon um, uh, case law that uh, I'm not sure that we can overcome. You don't want somebody who can't um, try. It's impossible to handcuff somebody who doesn't want to be handcuffed right. unless you're in good shape. So you don't want officers who can't do those things.
0: One last question. One thing that got a lot of publicity during the administration of uh, Lori Lightfoot was that police officers in Chicago are greatly restricted on, on pursuit issues. Can you elaborate on that? And, and how difficult does that make uh, to, uh, to the officer on the street?
1: Well, it, it, the, the pursuit policies in Chicago basically gave criminals free passes. Just run, and the officer isn't allowed to chase you unless they have a number of things lined up, like, for instance, permission from a supervisor. By the time you get permission from a supervisor, that, that criminal could be in Indiana for all we know. Um, and, and there's a lot of wrong-headed policies that came out of bad incidents in Chicago, and they're stovepiped into worse ones, in that just take the, take the case of Adam Toledo, terrible, tragic shooting, a 13-year-old on the street at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday with a senior gangbanger. Um, and after the gangbanger fires shots, he gives the gun to Adam Toledo, who runs from the police. He turns, the officer fires in a millisecond, which is now being presented as moments after he dropped the gun, which is simply not true. And the, the outcome of that was a, was a pursuit policy. Let's try to figure out how to keep thirteen-year-olds off the street on school nights at two o'clock in the morning, carrying guns for gangbangers. Yeah. Let's not. And say also, that the they now can't...
0: they're now trying to prosecute the police officer. They want they want to they want to throw the police officer who who did the shooting off the off the force.
1: That's yeah, also happening. And, and I've spoken uh, to that, I've spoken Amp- to that Amp- officer over and over again. It's just not right. Terrible Amp- shooting. Yeah. Not his fault.
0: Anthony, go ahead.
2: I have a question for you, Chief. Uh, You you spoke earlier about the the security concerns with the DNC convention. Do you have any concerns, if any, uh, as it relates to the NASCAR event that is coming to Chicago this summer? And it's going to be here for two days. Do you have any security concerns about that event?
1: I mean, it's possible that there could be – there's always going to be security concerns, whether you have Lollapalooza downtown in Grand Park or a NASCAR event. I think the biggest problem is going to be getting around downtown because – I think the only north and south access and egress is going to go way out, um, right up to the lake. I, I think Lakeshore Drive is actually going to be closed down at some mm-hmm, point yes. during that. So it's going to be mayhem downtown. As
0: as you look at the challenges of uh, uh, Chicago, obviously you know Chicago, but also uh, if, you, if you watch TV, you know that Los Angeles has serious problems New York, which has a large police presence, also has crime problems. So it isn't just uh, having more uh, you know, police officers. Yeah. But uh, but certainly Los Angeles seems to be in, 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 in deep doo-doo when it comes to their numbers as well. Uh, so this issue of whether or not we can find enough young men and women who want to be police officers. So my question to you is, for those who are listening to this program this evening— who maybe have, you know, young you know, uh, men and women in their family. Uh, is, is this a good time to be a police officer?
1: No, it's the worst time to be a police officer. And, and I want to be clear about this, Bruce. We're talking about crime, and then we're talking about the police. It's the criminal justice system. And Anthony knows this as well as anybody else. The juvenile justice system has been, I don't know what the right word is, let's call it challenged, ever since it began. But at the end of the day, we have woke district attorneys across the country who are not prosecuting people. Look at, look at what Kim Fox did with Jesse Smollett. Look at what Kim Fox did with R. Kelly. Um, and that's happening on a daily basis for gun possessions that are getting kicked down to misdemeanors. These guys walk out the door without any time. They do it over and over again. And carrying a firearm is the gateway crime to committing a murder, at least carrying an illegal gun. Anthony, 27 years in
0: the juvenile justice system. Um, Tell us, what did you see on day one? What did you see on your last day? Did you see uh, an evolution? Did you see a revolution? What what did you see? In the beginning, Yeah,
2: uh, juvenile justice system, it was working. It was more of a... uh, but right now, it's more of a therapeutic environment. What
0: year What year did you just start? Uh,
2: I started in the 90s, early 1990s okay. Early 90s was June okay. June of 93. I started in June 93. I started working down at, in Danville Correctional Center, as a matter of fact, as a correctional officer. And then I moved from Danville Correctional Center up to the Joliet, uh, when it was a, the juvenile division. Now it's the adult division for mental health for the entire state of Illinois. And then from there, I was at Valley View before the governor closed. Governor uh, Ryan closed down Valley view. Then I went over to Warrenville where I retired. What did you see? And so what what I saw is a a transformation. You know, the thing I saw the most is this when the youth were there prior to this new advent of juvenile justice, um, we had kids that actually came in and said they would never want to come back to the juvenile justice system because they knew, Hey, listen, uh, these guys aren't playing we want to get you in and get you back out on the streets to become a productive member of society. Nowadays, it has changed to the point where most see that as a a, a rite of passage to go into the juvenile justice system and to come back out into the streets. Uh, just as uh, Chief McCarthy was saying, they have gutted, gutted, I mean, gutted not only in Chicago, uh, not only in Illinois but also in California the juvenile justice system. And I think that there's a direct correlation between the crimes that are being committed on the streets in Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, New Jersey, you name the big cities. There's a direct correlation to the amount of uh, the, the decrease in the population of juveniles within the system itself. Now, I'm all for uh, you know keeping a, a robust system, but I just want to lock kids up prematurely. And I know that that was the case in the past, but There are some people, Bruce, that absolutely belong within the the criminal justice system. And those individuals aren't born there these days.
0: Are there juveniles that belong in the adult system?
2: Well, I I hesitate to say that, but there are juveniles that have created, that have uh, not created, but they have committed adult crimes. And because of their age, they can't be sent to the adult division. But trust me, some of those juveniles can be just as monstrous as the adults in the adult division.
0: Gary, where do you come down on this uh, juvenile justice versus the the, the adult uh, incarceration? Are are we letting too many young people
1: go? Very touchy, very touchy subject. But I can tell you this, Uh, in Chicago, I looked into the eyes of a 10 year old and I got chills because that kid had a thousand yard stare like somebody who had just come back from Vietnam. And at the end of the day, those kids are not getting supervised. His brother was sitting next to him crying, and he looked at his little brother and said, you stop crying, don't be a little, you yeah, know. <laughs> and, and, you know, those kids, they need help. I don't know if they need to go into the, to, into the adult system. I, I, I don't see that working. It's going to make them into better criminals. There has to be some way to rehab them.
0: When we come back, I want to talk more about that. We'll also talk about that as the program unfolds this evening. 1-800-723-8289. Your thoughts and opinions on crime and punishment in America. I'm Bruce Dumont. Uh,
3: Goodbye, bench press.
8: Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education.
4: Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu.
9: When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not.
5: Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs.
3: And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body.
5: And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes.
3: Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s.
5: Affecting learning, memory, attention,
7: and impulse control
3: Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: We're back on Beyond the Beltway, and before we go too much further, I just uh, noticed in checking the uh, the TV monitor here for those who watch this uh, program on either Facebook or on. Uh, youtube that i have a little bandage as you can see on the top of my head i had some uh, uh skin cancer surgery uh, last week and by golly they put another hole in my head and uh, i haven't been able to completely uh, get rid of it the wound is 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 clearing up the, the bandage here i'm going to move it a little bit the bandage is continuing to get much 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 larger at this point of the program we ask each of our guests to share a little bit of their background uh, as they define it, and I'm going to start with Gary McCarthy. I have mentioned Gary that uh, you were currently the uh, the interim police chief in in uh, Willow Springs, uh, Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. and for many years you were the police superintendent of the city of Chicago. But what did you do prior to your visit to Chicago?
1: Um, first of all, I, I'm permanent in in um, in Willow Springs okay. at this point. Okay, sorry about that. I'm, I'm not you're sorry right. that you're there. It's permanent. I'm
0: just sorry my mistake. It's
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Um So I was born and raised in the Bronx, um, went up through the NYPD. I went on a job in 1981. Uh, I was a street officer in uh, some of the toughest, toughest neighborhoods in New York City. Um, Sergeant, lieutenant, captain, same thing. Uh, I got uh, very fortunate when we went from proactive from reactive to proactive policing. Uh, Mayor Giuliani and, and Bill Bratton came to New York and Kind of flipped over the table and made us go out and prevent crime rather than actually just respond to it. And I ended up running New York's crime strategy for seven years uh, before I, I, uh, I was number three or four in the department, depending on how you look at the chain of command. Um, <clears throat> and then I went to Newark, New Jersey. I, I worked for Mayor Giuliani, Mayor Bloomberg. I went to Newark, New Jersey and worked for Cory Booker for five years, and then I came to Chicago and worked for Rahm Emanuel for five years. So I've been around uh, policing for about 41 years at this point. Um, it's pretty amazing. I don't know how that happened, that I'm getting this old, but uh, here I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm still passionate about it. I want to ask a, a political question, because you worked for five uh,
0: very, uh, uh, to some extent, controversial, but uh, effective <clears throat> mayors in their respect. Uh, How would you compare the style of uh, the mayors that you worked for?
1: Uh, All different, all different. Uh, Mayor Giuliani was intimately involved in everything we were doing. He would listen and make decisions based upon our recommendations, but intimately involved. Um, I met with him every Thursday afternoon for two years that I worked for him, along with the top four in the police department. Um, Mayor Bloomberg, I worked for him for five years. If I met with him five times, that was a lot. Um, Cory Booker wanted to learn everything he could about policing. Uh, he, he actually liked to go get involved. I had to discourage him actively from going out on patrol and making arrests. And uh, Rahm Emanuel was more political than anybody else. Um, Bloomberg and, and Giuliani wanted to see results, they didn't want to talk about politics, at least certainly with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely different under Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Anderson, tell us
0: a little bit about your background.
2: Uh, I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I grew up right on the West Side. Uh, mo- if most people are familiar with the projects. I grew up in the uh, Henry Horner Projects, right there on, uh, on Madison on Washington Street, in the heart of Chicago at the time. Uh, I went right over to Lane Tech uh, High School. I was over at Lane. I uh, left Lane. I went straight into the United States Marine Corps over in Camp Hitler in California. I was with First Marine Division, Camp uh, Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, after that, you know, went to Sec. Not- 3rd Marine Division over in South Korea, I'm sorry, in Japan. Went to South Korea for Operation Team mm-hmm. Spirit. We had Desert, Desert Storm, Desert Shield um, in terms of military. Came back to this country here uh, after being in the military for four years and doing the uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield for a year. Uh, and I went to work for the state of Illinois for the past 27 years.
0: Does, does activity in the U.S. military whether it's military police, but just being a, 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 uh, a veteran of the U.S. military, does that make for a good correctional officer or a potential police officer in your view? Anne?
2: Absolutely it does. Absolutely okay. it does. As a matter of fact, uh, just recently, well, probably about a decade or so ago, the uh, Illinois State Police had changed some of their requirements in terms of military veterans coming in. If you were, uh, if you were a part of some of those different campaigns within the United States uh, Marine Corps, and so that that absolutely helped out a lot of veterans who wanted to go into the state police.
0: Gary, does that did where where did, does that still exist in the Chicago Police Department, and is that a good uh, training ground for uh, these police departments around the country that are looking for uh, uh, you know for police officers?
1: Absolutely, it is. And and just another thing, Anthony, you'll be interested to know my dad was in the first Marine Division at Guadalcanal. Wow. A fellow named Chesby Puller was his battalion commander wow. at the time.
11: Wow. And John
1: Basilone, John Basalone was his platoon sergeant.
11: Wow.
5: He
1: went back to New York City after World War II and became a police officer in New York City. And one of the coolest things in my police career was the fact that I got my dad's shield when I was a patrolman in New York City. Huh. It's absolutely a great training ground for police officers, correctional uh, officers, and, and things of that nature, because you learn discipline and hard work.
0: Are there are there official uh, programs that exist now Within the military services that uh, train people for potential police jobs,
1: Gary, um, there was one in New York City, and there was one in Chicago. The one in Chicago, we were recruiting people straight out of the Marine Corps, uh, and that that program, to my to my understanding, got got dumped under uh, the last administration. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: it, for those listening around the country. Uh, Chicago is in a search for a new uh, police superintendent. The old police superintendent uh, resigned the day after the recent election. And then there was an interim one that was supposed to last, I think, until the new mayor came in. But he resigned last week. Um, Is that a good job to have at the moment, Gary? No, absolutely
1: not. There's now five separate layers of oversight to the police superintendent in Chicago. Um, I have friends of mine who asked me, uh, should they apply for it? And I told them no, because they're being set up for failure. I want you to realize something. As superintendent, I wasn't able to fire police officers. I could only make a recommendation to the civilian police board. And during my tenure, they overturned 75% of my termination recommendations. I also was not in charge of use of force uh, complaints against officers, that was investigated by an outside agency now called COPA. So that's that's accountability without authority. If you can't discipline officers, and if you're not in charge of the investigation, how can you possibly be accountable for what's happening inside the department? And then they just added two more layers of oversight um, to to that. Uh, it, it makes it an impossible job When if you, you set up for... When you say who, Gary, who is doing
0: this? Is this the mayor? Is it the city council? I mean, who, who puts these new uh, guidelines on the superintendent?
1: Both both the mayor and the, and the city council. The problem is it's a stovepipe system that every travesty in the department ends up with another uh, different policy coming in. The problem is policing is not left to police itself. Um, politics is dictating policy. And and that's why, you know, these are great words. You talk about oversight. When I went to my first conference in five years out in Texas, all they talked about was diversity, inclusion, and equity. You know what? That's all well and good. But if you went to one of our conferences 10 years ago, all we talked about was reducing crime. Now, if if we've abandoned our, our sole purpose, single most important purpose, which is to provide for the public safety in search of diversity, inclusion, and equity, don't ask us why crime is going up. Anthony, a question to you. Do you think it's
0: important for the African-American communities throughout Illinois and throughout the country to be policed by their own African-Americans? Is it important? No, not at all. I, I, I don't. Why, I, is it, why, why is it?
2: Why so is it so important to so many people, though? Uh, because they've made it that. Just to, to, to the uh, to the chief's point, it's all about inclusion and diversity. Um, you know, I don't look at inclusion and diversity in the communities that I live in now personally. If I whether I see a white cop, Hispanic cop, or black cop, the last thing on my mind is the race of that police officer. The only thing I want to know is what he has on, which is blue. If he's got on blue, he's uh, he's okay in my book. I can care less what color an officer is when I'm walking the streets or anywhere else. But to Gary's point, the part of the problem is it political in nature. Uh, you have a state rep in, in, in Illinois, at least uh, state rep, Robert Peters. One of the, 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 comments that he made over Twitter was, I would like at the beha- I I would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement. It was, it's a mass protest against poverty and segregation. Now, how is a white cop, a black cop, or a Hispanic cop supposed to, come to, to be able to, uh, is able to overcome that type of language when, in, in terms of policing? I don't care what color you are; who can get over things like that?
0: And how is a woman uh, twerking on the top of a car, which it, was all over the all it was over unbelievable the country? When I saw how, how, Bruce. Did, how is she helping make life it, better?
2: It, it does not make life better for anyone involved, and especially she put, as, as a matter of fact, it puts the lives of people in danger. That's what she does when she does things like that, because now police have to respond to acts like that, because now everybody's going to get in on this, not to mention the unruliness when they start doing donuts at the middle of Wacker Drive. I mean, what, what, what have we become at this point in the city of Chicago? What have
1: we become? Gary, I just want to go ahead, if you don't mind. I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, New York. I, don't, I have no problem talking about race. And I would talk about race when I would go to community meetings on the south and the west side. And I would say, you know, Chicago is the most segregated city in the country. And the beautiful thing about black audiences is they talk back to you. They say, that's right. You tell it. You say it. And it goes on and on. And then I would say, but then we insist on the segregation, don't we? And suddenly it gets quiet. They say, we want black cops and black commanders in black neighborhoods. That's not going to get us over racial polarization. That's only going to further it. We need exposure to get better this.
0: We got a pause. 1 800 723 8029. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thank you for joining us tonight on Beyond the Beltway.
4: Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for Working Adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at PurdueGlobal.edu. That's PurdueGlobal.edu.
3: At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra. An exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. A kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above.
11: One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, yeah, your football buddy, Go! or you, your best man, your worst man, <gasps> you Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners.
5: Matthew. Uh, Oh, sorry. It's okay, I just need you to listen to me.
10: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you,
5: but I am. I hear you, and what you say really does matter to me.
7: I mean, let's be honest, no kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years,
6: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit (laughs) underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
0: This is Bruce Dumont. We continue with Beyond the Beltway, one last segment with Gary McCarthy. And in hour number two, we will be joined by Stephanie Trussell, the talk show host who... uh, ran for Lieutenant Governor of Illinois. She will join us along with Anthony Anderson for a continuation of our uh, conversation. Gary, I would be remiss if I did, not because you alluded earlier that you thought that Rahm Emanuel was the most political of the mayors that you have uh, worked for. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask a couple of questions about uh, the Laquan McDonald shooting, which was a well-publicized shooting in Chicago, you were the police superintendent at the time. Uh, there was this horrendous video that was circulated. It was circulated months after the incident, uh, and it was kept quiet. Uh, why was it kept quiet? And, and how early after that incident did uh, Mayor Emanuel know about it? Because that's really the reason that most people think he chose not to run for a third term because he would not have received support from the black community.
1: He, so the shooting happened on a Monday night, as I recall, he knew about it on Wednesday after I saw the video and I told him about it. The reason why the video got sealed is because the corporation Counsel for the city of Chicago, Steve Patton, made a deal with the family to give them $5 million. They had not filed a, a complaint, a civil complaint. He made a deal to give them $5 million and included in that deal was sealing the video. I mean, nobody ever asked the question of why did somebody have to go to court to get a judge to unseal it? I, wasn't in, I couldn't fire Jason Van Dyke, and I was not in charge of the investigation. I certainly didn't hide the video. That happened by the Corporation Counsel, probably at the behest of Rahm Emanuel, because he was in a runoff with Chewy Garcia. Right. The, the, the lawyers for the family approached the city, I believe it was on March 28th without filing a complaint. And on April 7th, Steve Patton was in front of the city council finance committee, talking about the case and getting the $5 billion payout. He also failed to mention the fact that they were sealing the video when he presented it to the city council. That's the cover up of what happened here. And nobody cares to follow up on that because it doesn't fit the narrative. Rahm Emanuel fired me. It was a case of look at the squirrel. I'm going to save my butt, and that's exactly what he did.
0: Uh, at any point during that period, uh, prior to you being relieved of your command by Mayor Emanuel, did you at any point consider resigning?
1: Absolutely not. Even, even, fact, even
0: though, even though the public narrative, the public narrative that emerged from that, the, the facts in that case. Uh, it made you look like the bad guy. It made you look like the guy that was, putting, that was squashing
1: uh, the video, even though you've just stated you were not. Yeah. Bruce, here's, here's the fact. <clears throat> on, on December 1st, Rahm Emanuel called me in and said, I would like you to resign. And I told him no. I said, I didn't do anything wrong, and I'm not a quitter. And I'm not going to resign because he hit a video. I had nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. and, and the fact is, that's the narrative that nobody wants to talk about. Somebody needs to FOIA, file a Freedom of Information Act um, to get the, the agreement between the city and the family and take a look at it. I wasn't in charge of the investigation, and I couldn't fire Jason Van Dyke. That's why I wouldn't recommend anybody takes a job as police commissioner, as police superintendent in Chicago. Because that system is still in place with two more layers of civilian oversight. That so, person is not going to be in charge of the department, but they're going to be accountable for everything that happens. So when the, new, when the news media
0: refers to the superintendent as the top cop, that ain't the truth.
1: No, it is the top cop, but it you doesn't the mean the top cop, but you can't fire you. anybody. You, you that's that's can't exactly fight. right. Right. And you don't have the authority to do the things that you what have does to
0: it, do to make it run. Gary, you've been working with police officers now for for over three decades. What do you say to police officers currently carrying a badge, carrying a gun in any jurisdiction in the United States? What do you say to them about the importance of video, the importance of you know cameras on police officers, which everyone thought if you put cameras on police officers it would it would help them in many cases putting cameras on police officers has only you know made their job more difficult but it's also selectively discovered some police officers that were trigger happy and and did not perform their duties as 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 dictated
1: well bruce the fact is i'm the one who implemented uh body cameras in chicago Mm -hmm. i believe that everybody acts better when they're on film and some people are not going to act better. And your case is gonna be made completely by that video yes. when you're interacting with the criminal. And guess what? The case will also be made against the officers if they're acting outside the law or outside of policy. But but it's gotten too extreme at this point. Um, I want you to think about the fact that the officer, I talked about the Adam Toledo shooting, again, terrible tragedy, but that officer was cleared by the department for policy and cleared by the uh, state's attorney for for a criminal. And then the police board, the civilian police board said, no, we're gonna do a disciplinary hearing. They recommended a five-day suspension for violation of minor rules, nothing to do really with the shooting. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, the interim, Eric Carter, who's now leaving, overruled the five-day suspension that David Brown agreed to and, and is recommending that they fire this officer. We That's insane. Have, we have
0: less than a minute left. I want, for those that have just joined the discussion, what is the advice you would give now to communities all over the United States that are dealing with degrees of rampaging teenagers disrupting their cities? Whether it's Chicago, I need a 10 second answer.
1: It has, people have to be voted out and not voted in. You can't put people in place who are going to excuse. Um, these criminal behaviors who are going to handcuff the police, whether they're state's attorneys, mayors, governors, or even presidents. They have to be voted out. Gary McCarthy, thank you very much. Former superintendent
0: here in Chicago, and now the superintendent of Willow Springs, Illinois. And by the way, we should just mention, uh, in the recent election in Chicago, the the pro-police candidate was defeated by the defund the police candidate. So the voters voted. So whatever we get in Chicago, the majority, at least those who voted, they created the situation. I'm Bruce Doom on another full hour coming up. Don't go away.
4: Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for Working Adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at PurdueGlobal.edu. That's
8: PurdueGlobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride, with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? or for surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to
3: statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, a kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above.
5: Learn more at LLS.org.
0: It's hour number two of Beyond the Beltway, and uh, Anthony Anderson continues with us. And uh, in this hour, we are joined by Stephanie Trussell. And if you uh, live in the city of Chicago, you probably know that name because uh, she has been a talk show uh, Host for many many years in this city on a variety of stations, and she also ran for lieutenant governor uh, in this most recent election. She was unsuccessful with Darren Bailey, but again she ran. And I'm going to just at the beginning move a little move your face just a little bit this, this way, way, Stephanie. Okay, uh, that way. I'm that way to, we're going to get old-fashioned radio but nobody can see me. Well, exactly. I know. Uh, okay. All, all radio now is television. Yeah, it, we all know. Sadly, you
10: know.
0: <laughs> I want to pick up on our discussion of from hour number one and on on the issue of. Of crime and punishment and specifically uh, uh, since you are both african-american I want to get your your input uh, into what if anything can be done what is the message that is sent out from the incident that happened two weeks ago in Chicago and I want to stress for those that may have just tuned in uh, the rampaging teenagers of a week ago Saturday did not happen this day after yesterday and so that was good news. And my question to you is what I asked Gary McCarthy in hour number one, Stephanie. This was a combination of black men who got together with ministers. They were talking about God, they were talking about responsibility, but this were these were black leaders getting together to deal with what is perceived to be a black issue. Is that what we need every Saturday night in Chicago?
10: You know, it's so funny. Uh, after seven years on the radio, and and I would focus a lot on the crime, unfortunately, because because so many innocent victims, they're just they're just numbers. Every Monday we hear how many shot, how many killed, and I just felt like I had a responsibility to uh, focus sometimes on the identity. And I remember those two moms that were shot and killed. They were activists in M um, in Inglewood, and they felt that the gangbangers had taken over their community, so they set up this corner where they were out there handing out donuts, I'm sorry, hot dogs, and, and they were trying to make the corner a place that uh, people could feel safe. Those two women were shot dead. And I kept thinking, why were those two moms out there alone? Where were the other people in the community? Where were the men in the community? And so this is great news. This is good. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know that was the weather a factor. Is that why they didn't come back Part that of down? it, I'm sure. Yeah, and because, you know, as Anthony, you know we don't like cold. All right, you know, right. You know, right. So, but i think this is good news i mean to, to rely on community people to rely on pastors that's the way to go not to always look for the government to be the solution and if they kept uh this issue with the community being the front line well first of all we need to talk about parenting and and that's what the issue is a lot of people are not want, talking about parents
0: i want to talk about parenting but i also want to talk about something else that our mayor-elect brendan johnson talked about he basically said first of all don't demonize these <laughs> children or kids but again, uh, if they were deprived of resources in their own community, and because of the the lack of resources in their and the investment—that's his big word—because of a lack of investment in their home communities, home neighborhoods, this they've got nothing else to do, and so they head downtown. Your reaction to that assessment? Well,
2: That—that's an unfortunate assessment on behalf of uh, the uh, mayor-elect. But I would like to add also, Bruce, that I have since dropped the, uh, the African part of the American to me a long time ago. I'm just an American citizen now, and uh, I am completely loyal to the Constitution of the United States of America. So, you know, we'll, we'll start there. So, given that as the backdrop, what, what I see is a mayor who's already coming into office needs to start to capitulate to the crowd. Uh, Brandon Johnson needs to come out and say unequivocally, that the behavior that is exhibited downtown Chicago is unacceptable. As a city, it's the third largest city in this country, we can't allow youth, kids, whatever you want to call them, to come down here and do what well, they do to say, the city.
0: He did say that it was it was unacceptable, <laughs> but, that, but then he cute. added, "That's how, like,
2: Then he put like, his however, like in The there. chief, yeah, 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 stop it with all the. the, the let's say, let's say what it is and keep it moving. We don't need you to, you know, add all this other no stuff qualifiers. To yeah, No qualifiers. Just say it was
10: bad. It was bad. Period. But you know what? Because Brandon and everyone else, that went, I, I listen to Black Talk Radio every day, and every elected official that came on saying, don't demonize our children, I sent them a text. If I had their number in my phone, I said, I bet your kids weren't down there clowning. Absolutely. Because you're a parent. Don't sit there and say, oh, not all the kids were down there because they were up to no good, or they should have been at a part-time job, or they should have been at basketball practice. If you went downtown and you were twerking on cards, you were up to no good. And and that's what we need to say
0: but here's my question if there were facilities in those neighborhoods oh. teenagers or teenagers they if if they're going to these facilities that are in their neighborhood let me finish if they're doing that Monday through Friday it's a Friday night all teenagers want to go downtown Bruce, all teenagers want to go somewhere Don't back change. when I grew up in projects we didn't have those facilities
2: or what's it, what's changed right What's changed? All, well, all we did, did was go go out, get on a bike and ride downtown and come back like we had some damn sense.
10: You were close yeah. enough to ride your bike. Absolutely. I, I hopped Absolutely. on the Jackson bus or the um, the train, and my sister said to me right away when this happened, she said, remember when we were kids, we could safely go downtown, and and it wasn't a big deal. And our mother, without GPS, without cell phones, knew exactly where we were, Absolutely. and as a parent of five children, I'm under the impression that if my son hits a baseball that goes through my neighbor's window, I have to pay for it. I'm responsible for my children until they're 18 years old. Plain and, simple. and so, to your point, okay. Bruce,
2: whether or not we have these facilities in these communities mm-hmm. or not, these individuals seem as though they're going to commit these crimes no matter what. Right. No matter what. I don't okay. Care. We're how
10: not one we... basketball program away from this going. Not on. at all. How how
2: not, we... at all. <laughs> not at all. Not. We're not. No. Andy's ice cream is not going to be moved to the west side of Chicago no time soon. Trust
11: me.
0: <laughs> exactly. How do we? How do we? Uh, impress upon parents of all ages and all colors, how do we impress upon them that they do have a responsibility for their children, and should there be a law or an ordinance in the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois that if if your child is picked up on one of these, what they're referring to as teen takeovers, which turn violent, if they do that, you as their parent, you must pay something. There must be a penalty to you. Is that a good idea?
10: It's a great idea. Can we it had, be enforced? We had a state rep, Sean Ford, that introduced a bill that was against parenting bullying their kids on social media. And uh, he and I have a relationship because of radio. And I sent him a text when this happened. I sent him a text on Monday. I said, "How about a bill that holds parents accountable?" For when they don't know where their children are, what their children are doing, I'm not saying put these parents in jail. That's not the solution. But there should be a record that you didn't know where your kids were. You, you know, where your kids are on the news. I think you should be shocked by that, and you need to be held responsible.
0: But no finan- no financial penalty.
10: Ooh, I, you know, I don't well, know. Well, maybe I, I think it's a start. Three strikes, you're out. I right, don't know. Right, right. This
2: should be some. It, it should be a gradual process. Mm-hmm. It should be the process should be gradual. But somebody should be held accountable in the end, and right. if it,
10: it has to be the parents. It has to be the parents, absolutely. Right, right. I mean, if that's the front line, they should know where their kids are. They're paying their kids' cell phone bill. They're paying for their food, and and so if who if they're not going to be held responsible, who who is going to be held responsible?
0: Um, what if there's no parent at home, mm. well, or there's only one parent at home? Well, what, what do we do? I mean, isn't that the, in your view, we don't know we don't know the backgrounds of all these hundreds of uh, young people that were involved, but I mean, in many cases, there wasn't a parent at home or there wasn't a father at home.
10: Well, I was raised, my mom had me at 17, my sister at 19. She still knew where we were. She was responsible, hard working. I mean, it's not the ideal situation, but that's not an excuse just to say, oh, they're a single parent, so right. that's what happens. That's just not a good enough excuse to let them off Absolutely. the
0: hook. We've got to pause. One, 723 8029 we got callers on the line. We will bring them into our conversation. 1-800-723-8029. From coast to coast and border to border and around the world at BeyondTheBeltway.com. I'm Bruce Dumont. Uh,
8: goodbye, bench press. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to
4: sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for Working Adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu.
6: That's purdueglobal.edu. They need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
3: A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Bruce Stoltman, back before we continue with tonight's broadcast, just a word about uh, next week. We're going to be talking about China and United States, the relationship of those two countries, and also uh, Taiwan and whether or not United States uh, will would defend Taiwan. Uh, most presidents, in fact, all presidents have said they would. Joe Biden said that recently that, that the United States would go and and uh, invest in troops. If China invaded Taiwan, it looks like uh, China is uh, testing the might of Taiwan on a daily basis. And a question that I would ask—I'll sort of plant it tonight—but we'll uh, we'll we'll get everybody's response to it next week. I wonder—I mean, all of the elected officials on both sides—it's been about a bipartisan issue—they've all said that they would defend Taiwan. What did the American families listening to this program? What do the American men and women alive today and their parents, what would they say about that? Do they want to send their sons and daughters off to defend Taiwan? That's going to be a discussion next week. I'm going to take a moment here out of our discussion and just ask our guests. Let's go to the Marine. For Marine, um, What what's your take on that?
2: Uh, yeah, if, 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 if the policy of this country right now is de- to defend Ukraine, I don't see them having any problems with defending Taiwan at this point and so yes it's, it's going to happen it's a matter of time um, if it gets to that point
0: but so you you believe at least in your sphere of influence everyone is supportive of the US role in Ukraine and uh, obviously it's tied to the Soviet Union or Russia I should say mm-hmm. and the fact that in this other case it would be China because China is the invading force you think that young 17 18 19 year old um, young men would want to join the marines and go fight in in taiwan i think so just this is my personal feeling. that's yes. how i'm asking this yes. is all this is all about a, you know a personal situation stephanie you've got the uh, children what's your reaction
10: yeah my kids are well 37 to 18 okay. uh, I, you know this whole thing with us being the police or the heroes for the entire world what is the limit? How much are we willing to sacrifice? How much more of our taxes, our resources, are we willing to give to Ukraine? I mean it's a horrible situation, but it seems like we're more financially and emotionally invested than people that are even in Europe. So here's another country that we're gonna have to send our resources to when we're paying how much for gas? When now they wanna give uh people that are come here illegally, they wanna fold them into the Obamacare situation. I mean, how much is too much is my question. I mean, I'm concerned about so many of those things, and I'm not saying we're heartless and we shouldn't be concerned about that, but how much is too much and we need to set a limit on what we can and cannot do when it comes to those kind of issues. And, and, and China is our enemy. We need to identify that. We need to accept that. We need to stop pretending that they're not, and, and that's what we should be talking about. But if our
0: enemy has is decided that they're going to invade another country a sovereign country mm-hmm. as the taiwanese believe they are mm-hmm. that's not what the chinese believe okay. but again what does the what does the average american think about making that statement granted there have been treaties a country should not make a treaty that it doesn't live up to but is this a treaty that we can live up to? Anyway. Well, well,
10: who else is around? Is, is it our responsibility to take the lead on this? Shouldn't we be in a supportive role? Who, who else is surrounding Taiwan? Well, we would, Let's we help would them be. out. We but, would be. Right. So, I mean, you know.
0: Next week. It's our full, okay. it's our topic next wait. week. But, again, I, 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 it's a great topic, and, and I wanted to get guests uh, from, uh, reaction from our guests. We do have telephone callers on the line. Let's go to Eduardo. He is listening to us on uh, wind in chicago go ahead eduardo my heavens eduardo sounds like he's been taken by the martians how about sam in north carolina how's north carolina coming in tonight
1: sam uh it's fine bruce um um, uh, as long as the city of chicago continues to elect people like kim fox Mm -hmm and Brandon Johnson, they're going to have the
5: same results.
1: Well, I couldn't,
0: ag- I couldn't, dis- HM I couldn't disagree with you. I could not disagree. They said that sort of the at the closing of hour number one, uh, just explaining to the audience. Uh, whoops, are you still there? Sammy, are you still there? Okay, we lost, we lost Sam for some reason, but anyway, just to finish the point, and I, I just want to make it clear to the audience, it was very clear for the last several months, if you watch television, you couldn't go through any shows without seeing all kinds of commercials mm. uh, from both of the major candidates who were running, okay? One was clearly a pro police he was endorsed by the fraternal order police he he had worked for the uh, police department in, in setting up uh, uh, co- you know contracts for them he was very pro police that was paul vallis the opposition that came a- away from the, the 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 primary was brandon johnson who was a left wing member of the of the cook county board of uh, directors board of commissioners and he was, and he was on camera saying that he didn't think defunding of the police was just a, he thought it was the ideal, It was the, it was the goal. He clearly said it. I mean, so you had one candidate clearly on the other side on the broader issue of crime and punishment in Chicago, or law and order in Chicago. And the Chicago voters, after tens of millions of dollars were invested by both sides in television advertising, Guess who they selected? They accept. They accepted and voted for the soft on crime, Brandon Johnson. They they totally dismissed the law and order candidate. And I, I just want to take a moment because we have politicians here with us. Was you was your reaction surprised by what happened in in this market? And how would you describe it, Stephanie, when voters had such a clear vote and they chose? one road over the other.
10: Was it clear? It, you know, being on the radio, I love to argue with people and I love to try to convince people that I'm right. So I would always talk to, reach out on social media, on my radio show to Democrats. They could always win the argument with me by saying, Hey, Stephanie, I live in Chicago. There are no Republicans to vote for. Why didn't the Republican Party, I've been asking this since the last election, put up a solid candidate? There was a solid candidate for mayor, Latasha Fields, who ran for lieutenant governor. She was serious. She wanted to be mayor of Chicago. Did the Republican Party support? Her, let me tell you. What was the nonpartisan? We have nonpartisan elections. Okay, I have a bridge to sell you. All right, and, and you know, okay. So here we are at the runoff. We had either Brandon Johnson, we know who he is, and Paul Vallis. Both of these men, I have their phone numbers in my phone. They're great. People, I wouldn't mind being neighbors with them. But at the end of the day, Paul Vallis disappointed me because he traveled for two years, reopened Illinois, unmasked our kids with all these conservative groups. The moment he had a chance, he threw them under the bus. Every chance he got, he was throwing Republicans under the bus, you know, throwing Trump under the bus unnecessarily. I mean, I, I couldn't understand as a Republican, if I lived in Chicago, I, I'm like, who do you want to, you want to put, get punched in the face or in the stomach? Because I didn't really see a big difference between the two. I got to be honest. Yes, Paul Vallis said he was going to be tougher on, on crime. Okay, I, whatever. But the Republican Party disappointed me. We should have had a solid candidate to give people a true tr- difference because they're both Democrats. Let's stop pretending that they were nonpartisan, my Aunt Fanny. They're both very big, unapologetic, deep blue Democrats.
0: And again, I think in the case of uh, Paul Vallis, uh, when abortion became the issue, he suddenly became very... uh, His his acceptance
10: speech, he just loves killing babies, he's all for gay marriage. I'm like, how is this the best person that a Christian conservative could vote for? I was like, who do you vote for if you you are a traditional person with traditional values? Paul Vallis was not your guy. I'm sorry, every chance he got, he was to run Republicans under the bus.
0: No, No analyst so far has come out and said that. This is just uh, me. I'm just the grandma Well, i paying I have heard conservatives say that, you know, one of the things is that when the fraternal order of police, which overwhelmingly supported him, uh, they brought Ron DeSantis to town. And uh, the the, uh, the Democratic opposition uh, was a combination of the governor, Pritzker, and also uh, Brandon Johnson. They made a big stink that uh, they needed they needed Paul Vallis to denounce uh DeSantis. He should have said nothing. And, and he and he desno- he denounced him. He couldn't wait, he could, no. but he, he called him he a right wing. I'll let you did, Anthony. He called him a right wing. But extremist. what he should have yeah. said,
10: Paul uh, DeSantis is in Elmhurst. I'm running for mayor of Chicago. That has nothing to do with me. Mic drop. He did not, every chance he got. He couldn't wait to grab that red meat. Republicans are evil, fascist, racist It's like how could a Republican vote for him in the city of Chicago? So, I don't understand.
0: Paul Vallis lost the election. Brandon Johnson didn't
10: win it. Oh Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I'm going to say it like it is. When you have the teachers' union knocking doors and that's your ground team, I mean, how many? 12,000 teachers? He had a better ground game. I know Paul Valle spent more money, two for one, but when you've got those people in those giant red shirts knocking doors and telling kids they better go. It does a lot.
2: It does a lot, especially in a union town like Illinois. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you can't get around that. And and, and if you're going against the teachers' unions uh, and any other union within the state of Illinois, and especially the city of Chicago, that's a that's going to be hard for you to, to go appeal with those people especially when uh the crime in in Chicago was so so rampant i mean it's 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 obvious it's to anyone that there has to be change but for some strange reasons when voters voted they voted the same and so i but again to Stephanie's point uh the ground game with the tea greens are out of this world, mm-hmm. and they know that.
0: Mm-hmm. What uh, I'm going to change the subject. W- wave a magic wand. I'm, I'm going to give you the wand first. And uh, uh, st- uh, Anthony, An- my question to you is: I want you to think about this. We're going to have to uh, break, but I want you to think e- each of you. If if I were to give you a magic wand and you could do one thing that you think would dramatically change the crime and punishment problems in the United States. Crime and punishment. I want you to think about both. I want you to think what your answer would be. May, and And also because I think these are the same issues that we have here in Chicago and Cook County that exists all over the country in major urban areas. I'm Bruce Dumont. Back shortly. Don't go away.
3: At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra. An exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. A kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin, so you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway
9: Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council when it comes to vaping the truth can get clouded so let's make it clear vaping is not safe for kids teens or young adults it's just not
5: because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs
9: and dangerous things like metals and volatile organic
3: compounds into your body
5: and nicotine the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes
3: nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s
6: For more information, visit underagedrinking.Samsa.gov. No word in the English
3: language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching
5: tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate.
8: <laughs> I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes.
3: Mm, okay, <laughs> now tell me what to do. it
8: Cannonball!
3: If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Bruce Dumont, we continue with our program and our number one, Uh, Anthony Anderson, uh, referred to his background as a former U.S. Marine and having worked for the juvenile justice system in uh, Chicago for the last, uh, or Illinois in the last 27 years. Uh, Stephanie, take uh, 30 seconds and tell everybody a little bit about your uh, background who don't know you or have not listened to you on the radio.
10: Well, I was born and raised on the West Side. We have that in common, Anthony. In 1994, my husband and I decided to to flee Chicago. We left Rogers Park, moved to DuPage County, raised our five children. My oldest is 37. In May, my last kid graduates from the high school. In 2012, I won a radio contest very much similar to American Idol. I was guaranteed one radio show, a trip to Mexico, and I parlayed that into seven years on my favorite radio station. And um, that was such a blessing, and when that ended, I didn't know what else I was going to do. And and God was so good to me to put me on a journey for a year where I got to run for lieutenant governor with state senator Darren Bailey. When else would a little girl from the west side of Chicago get an opportunity to go to these little farming communities and all over the state? And I fell in love with Illinois all over again. So I don't know what's next for me. I Four days a week, I'm out in Boss Dog's, my husband's restaurant. I'm having fun talking to people and serving uh we, have, we bake our own buns, and we hand-cut our fries. And so nowhere else can you get that. And so I'm enjoying that, and I don't know what's next, but I'm looking forward. Maybe
0: another run someday for Well, some. you
10: know what? I love Illinois. I want to fight on for Illinois. If I'm here, I may as well do something. I am a PC and a precinct committeeman because that's where the ground game starts, knocking on doors, knowing mm-hmm. who the Republicans are, cleaning those voting rolls. And so I, I get an opportunity to go address crowds sometimes, but I'm ready to do the work. I'm where thinking- do you? <laughs> Where ahead. do
0: you come down on uh, Donald Trump? Do you think Donald Trump should be the Republican nominee? Oh, this again? is so
10: funny. You would ask me that. The last time you had me on, that was the last question you asked me. It's like November 2020. And I said. What to did you, you
0: say then? And what are you uh, going to okay, say now?
10: <laughs> I said to you, it's very late that night. I said, you know what? I love Donald Trump. I don't think the country deserves him. His family deserves better. I don't think he should run again. And you know, during the race, I was dragged by Republican opponents for being a never trumper. Because in the beginning in 2016, uh, I didn't, the summer of 2016, after uh, Ted Cruz dropped out, I was a never trumper. But I got on the Trump train in September of 2016 and never looked back. I have more Trump gear than anybody else. And now Trump is, has announced he is running. I know people think i'm a never trumper but i got to tell you i worry that trump won't be able to unite our country right now it's such a distraction he and desantis are fighting right now which is a very bad look if i were a parent a parent i'd lock him in a room and say figure this out you shouldn't be talking about him and he shouldn't be talking about you well first of all desantis isn't even officially in the race yet i love trump he did so much for our country but if he's if he's the nominee, I'm going to vote for him hands down. There's no question. But I think right now we need to be looking at uh, what the message is and how we're going to unite our country and how we're going to make sure we defeat uh, the left. And so this is a tough one for me right now. He, you know, I have been traveling with Vivek Ramaswamy, the 37 year old entrepreneur. He's a brilliant guy, and I'm just loving what he has to say. This is the uh, the year when the Republicans don't have uh, the White House, and so there are a lot of people going to hop in as far as being primary opponents. So let's see, may the best man or woman win. But right now, I have been on social media. I am a Vivek Ramaswamy twenty twenty four guy.
2: How did how how do you think okay. Big Bob did Vivek. when uh, with the Don Lemon
10: show the other day? I, what do you think about that interaction with that? Well, I'm not a f- huge fan of Don Lily. <laughs> I'm of the mindset that those glasses aren't even real. That's no, no prescription. He just wants to look
0: smarter. What was, what was your what was your reaction?
11: <laughs> well I, I did was not sort see of, it. So I, you know, when no
0: I
2: looked right. at it and I saw it, you know, I don't know where black people get this thing where if you're not black you can't you, can't, you know, you can't talk opinion. about black, black issues. issues. Right.
10: That to me But well, he's is, darker than me. Right. I mean, uh, well, right. I've gone to an event in and so, and that, so, that was yeah, my right.
2: that, that was one of my biggest right, issues is right. when mm- Don Lemon comes across as saying you can't you can't say anything about black people because you're not black. <laughs> right. You don't understand black culture. Listen, listen, relax already. You don't even understand black culture. What do you live around people that, right. that, that exhibit the behavior that you see on the streets? Right. Right. You, you know, know what that, does, not so, That doesn't happen. So what His boyfriend did you, what is white. Did, right. What
0: did, What did you think of the interview that he did with with Ravid?
2: It, it was it was decent, but I think
10: Don Lemon came across as being you know condescending and right. negative at the same time. And that's what I love about Vivek. He doesn't come with built in enemies, people with built in protesters. He will go on CNN, he will go on MSNBC, he will go wherever. And I've seen him in a small room, I've seen him in a big room. This guy is changing hearts and will, winning people
0: over. Will he go on beyond the Beltway?
10: Oh, well, let's see. I, I want
0: you, I want you, okay. I'm going to deputize you because right. we'd would, would, would love to have him on the program. All right, a lot of And folks, by the way, okay. another question uh, is uh, uh, are we at a point in American history? where Senator Tim Scott could be a serious candidate for president. What do you think, um, Anthony?
2: Personally, I don't I don't think Tim Scott can be a, a, a serious candidate for president. Uh, I think Tim Scott is okay as a Republican, but will Tim Scott to be able to, to uh, uh, unite the party, both wings, the Donald Trump wing and the, the regular wing, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't see Tim Scott as being that, that, that one candidate because I think Tim Scott is seen as walking – too, too much along the lines, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's trying not to insult anyone in the Republican aisle on the Republican side. So mm-hmm. I don't see him as being the candidate for the Republican Party. Stephanie?
10: Well, yeah, that, I would have to agree with you. I don't think he's dynamic enough. I mean, he's great in what he does, but has mm-hmm. he really turned over tables in Washington? Absolutely. What has he done right. to say, I'm going to make some changes, I'm going to finish draining the swamp? And and I just don't see that in, in him. But who knows? I just think it's interesting. We have Nikki, we have Vivek, we have Tim Scott. Uh, is Donald Trump the only white guy running for president of Republicans? <laughs> no, oh, also oh have yeah, it. the it's
2: other it. guy from...
10: the uh, Hutchinson uh, from uh, Oh, did he officially New announce? Mexico. Yes. Yes, oh, okay, I missed
2: Larry Elder from
10: uh, oh, Yeah, Larry California. Elder yeah, yeah. Uh, which <laughs> is uh you know uh, awesome, you know. That's hey. a
0: gimmick. That I'm sorry.
10: You think that's a gimmick? I like <laughs> <Ari Elder. laughs> I like
0: Larry Elder as a talk show host. That's exactly where he should stay, but don't don't fool everybody and try to think that you're going to be a serious candidate for I president. think he
10: should run for governor again, a fool, because he just ran in with yeah. the or recall last so, time. He should run, run for the, for the fool. Yeah, I think. Let's yeah. go
0: back to calls. Eduardo in Chicago, are you there? Hello, Eduardo.
6: Yes, can you hear me, Bruce?
0: I can. Go ahead.
6: Okay. Okay, I'll talk as fast before I get cut off here. Uh, there should be a curfew between 12 a.m. and 6 uh, a.m. And also, how is a African-American that comes from Africa or somebody, a Latino from Latin America, whose parents are very poor, succeed in life academically, even uh, employment-wise, but a Latino born here and an African-American born here in the U.S. is not successful? I'm confused.
10: Ooh. All right. Stephanie, I'm going to let you tackle that. Stay, stay on the line, Eduardo. That's such okay. a great co- I love you, Eduardo. You always have great points. That's such a good point when we talk about that, how hard it is to be black in America. I don't know about you, Anthony. I'm just too dumb to understand that because I, I love being black in America. I think it's awesome. I grew up the food, the culture, and everything else about being black. It's not a. a like having this yoke around my neck is great. It's the greatest country in the world. And those people from other countries, they understand that they value the education Absolutely. and they get that this is an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. Whereas the white liberals have convinced us that we're owed something and that you right. can't make it. We need a program to help you out. And white liberal women are the meanest to me because I don't want their help. They want to help me. And I'm telling them, I live in the greatest country on the planet. I don't need your help. I've right. already ex- and, achieved And, the- and
2: to, to that point, mm-hmm. Stephanie, uh, the one thing I wanted to make sure was people knew was this. I think anybody that was born after 1970, you've pretty much enjoyed all of the rights that are given to you under the United States Constitution. Exactly. So with we that,
10: have nothing to cry and whine right. about. So right. So what's the problem? Right. Just what, go what out exactly and get it. Just problem. go do it. Make it work. And we need to. You talk about school and education. Chicago is spending twenty nine thousand dollars per kid, and black and brown kids can't read. Right. I mean, that's unacceptable. That was the,
2: and when you when you spoke early about the magic wand, Bruce. Oh yeah. The one magic wand that yeah, I would yes. wave would be to get rid of the just blow up the entire educational system, it, it's horrible. start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like Stephanie was saying, I mean, in Illinois, you're spending $29,000 per student. Now, if they did a study, I think it was the Illinois Poly- Policy Institute did this, this study, they looked at the Illinois State Board of Education, they said 50% of the kids out in Naperville, which is a nice suburb. Well, well, that's
10: the place people would right. move to. You would move to Illinois, you
2: would move to Naperville. That was, that's the given point. Uh-huh. Now, if the kids out in Naperville are reading only 50% level, What are the kids in Chicago? Oh, it's one in four. It's really bad. Only 11% of the African-Americans are reading at grade level.
10: Well, the problem with Naperville, they got woke, so they're teaching people pronouns instead right. of how to read and right. Right, right, Now, what's uh, what, what what my you, magic wand?
0: You, yeah, what is, Stephanie, your magic wand? Well, if it's
10: a magic, magic wand, we're going to have a Republican mayor as in Chicago and a Republican prosecutor, states, everything will be Republican. This is a magic wand, let's make it magic. And even the, I'm just sorry, I don't know how we get there, where well, we can't get there with weak leadership, but wake up one day and let's put some conservative policies in place
0: and that would, that would clear up Prime and everything else?
10: Well, I would like to believe that everything that our platform and our party is awesome when it's applied correctly. We walk around so afraid to share our platform, and we're just we're told by these consultants not to mention things. We're always on the defense, and I'm saying be on the offense. The left is unapologetic Absolutely. about their craziness. Absolutely. They're screaming in our face. If we whisper, a biological man is a man. What's wrong with you? Blue gender is the cutest woman ever, blah, blah. And they don't care. They never back down, but we're somewhere Fair in the left. corner scre- saying, I like babies and we shouldn't kill babies. What's wrong with you? They no more. No more. You have we have to be, to be on offense. We have, have to, be on to offense. we have to stop Period. those commercials you mentioned, Bruce, every commercial was Republicans are 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 radical and crazy because they want to save babies. They want to kill babies up until nine months with our taxpaying dollars. Little girls that are ten years old can get an abortion without their parents' permission, and Republican leadership wouldn't let me talk about it. I was told not to talk about that on the campaign trail. That's unacceptable. We have the best platform. We have to be unapologetic about sharing it, and that's how I feel about it. I'm not going to mince words. I'm sorry. So you
0: were muscled. You felt strongly muscled. The
10: consultants across the country were said we can't talk about abortion. And I wear the feet on my lapel. My mom was 15 year, 16 years old when she was driven to an abortion clinic to kill me. She was an orphan. She did not get out of the car. And if she had gone into a Planned Parenthood clinic, they would have said, Regina, you could plan your family. What, what, you know, what are you doing? She dropped out of school, got two and three jobs, sent me and my sister to private schools, dance lessons on Michigan Avenue. I have five beautiful children. My sister has two. If she had chose not to have us, we, our conception was unplanned, but our life wasn't.
0: That is Stephanie Trussell, along with Anthony Anderson. I'm Bruce Dumont. We've got another 15 minutes to share with you on Sunday night. This is Beyond the Beltway from Chicago.
3: At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra. An exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. A kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above.
9: Wait, did they just say 1 in 3 adults has pre-diabetes? That's thirty-three point three 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 percent of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's 7 members of my 21 person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the 1 in 3 could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or uh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm gonna take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org.
11: Brought to you by the Ad Council and it's Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners. Matthew. Oh, oh,
5: sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you
10: say really does matter to me.
7: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years
6: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
0: Bruce Dumont back, and uh, Stephanie uh, Dressel joins us along with Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson, 27-plus years in the uh, juvenile justice system in, in Illinois. Uh, a question to you uh, Anthony is the, the young men that you ran into I don't think you put you weren't you would just work with men right Juvenile, no as a Ju- co-ed facility okay oh. when you when you worked with them what were their attitudes when they came in and did you notice any change either either for good or for bad in their attitudes when, when they left well, or you left
2: when you look at it this way Bruce uh, most of the kids who, who came to us, and who are in those systems, the juvenile justice system back then at least, um, 90% of them came from homes where it was either physical or mental abuse. And so those were the kids that came to our facilities. And so we could give them as much therapeutic uh, of an environment as we could, but in the end they still had a lot of baggage with them. And so you had to get through those things in a certain amount of time. And so in the time that those kids were with us, and under our supervision, we did as much as we could in order to make sure those kids were able to go back into society. Was there any make that transition? Uh,
0: was there any other tra- Was there any other uh, medical or psychiatric input that they had other than? Oh, absolutely. There's,
2: there's uh, therapists, there's psychologists, uh, a staff involved on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So there was a a, a complete. That's why I, I'll I'll give this much to the Illinois Department of juvenile Justice. There is a complete and holistic approach. In terms of trying to make sure the kids or the juveniles in the state are taken care of once they enter these facilities, uh, uh, the problem is, I guess, the time from the time they get into the facility itself to the time they're on the streets, there's a lot going on, and we can't catch those kids before they get to us. I mean, it's,
0: what's, going, what's going on?
2: In terms of what you see in, 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 in Chicago, yeah. the street violence. That is being perpetuated by these young
0: kids. So, if so, if someone is in the juvenile justice system, uh, w- what is the youngest? Is uh, are they uh, huh? thirteen? Thirteen. Those, yeah. So you can see someone. In other words, if you're less than thirteen, you're. Where are you if you're less than thirteen?
2: Uh, and less than thirteen, I don't know, but I know we did have uh eleven hundred South Hamilton. There was a a juvenile detention center for okay. Cook County at so eleven hundred South Hamilton.
0: it's it it's from thirteen mm-hmm. till what? What is it? 19? 21. Uh, 21, 21, yes. yes, Now, at at 21, um, does someone go into an adult prison or do they go home?
2: In in some cases, they go to the adult division, depending on the type of crime that they committed. And
0: what the sentence
2: was. And what the sentencing was, yes. Or in other cases, they were able to go home, straight home from us.
0: You told me a story during the break that uh, people hear about uh, ankle bracelets and they hear about, you know, a variety of things that are done to to make the life of the, uh, of the individual a little more uh, believable, a little more homey, a little nicer, if you will. And you were telling me the story about the number of uh, uh, juvenile justice uh, incarcerate, incarcerated individuals that ended up going on field trips with you?
2: Yes, yes. As my, It still probably happens to this day. I mean, we, we took field trips where we went to the Chicago White Sox Stadium or we did to the uh, the chicago sky sometimes yeah. or we went to the zoo or to the uh animal shelters out in naperville you know to try to get the kids re-acclimated back into civil society and so that was part of the whole process of giving them this holistic approach towards uh making the kids have this 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 seamless transition back into their own community how did they react it was great for those did, who wanted it it was great and for those like like everything else Sometimes it's, some people just won't be, don't want to be involved. It's just so the they, with,
0: did they miss? Were they misbehaving at that point?
2: Uh, the ones that we were able to take out of the facilities yeah. and into the community, you had some misbehaving uh, to, to some extent, but for the most part, uh, they were well behaved or in the in the controlled environment as much as we could. For the and, on,
0: and on visitation day, did mm-hmm. the parents show up, or did a lot of times? A lot of times, didn't the parents
2: up. didn't show. Bruce, it's just. The way it is in, in Illinois, a yeah. lot of times they didn't show. Yeah, well, so I, don't think I have to ask, so Illinois. if they aged
10: out and it's time to get out and they didn't have a home to go to, what would happen?
2: Uh, a lot of times we have, I guess they have programs where the kids can go into these different communities under these different you know, uh, programs, and that's what they put, we sent the kids towards. And plus, there's a program, I don't know if it's still there or not, for the Department of Corrections. I know I have one in Fox Valley, ATC. It's an adult transitional center where they send the kids to, or the, I'm sorry, the adults are there uh, to to work and live before they transition back into the community itself. And so that's still part of it.
0: But about. I mean, at that particular point, they are sentenced to that facility. It is they don't. It is just an option. For no, them. no, it's, they, yeah, it's, they it's they an actual sentence. Yes yes, 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 yes. And again. Um, did you ever see that? Of course, you're talking different age groups, but you were there for 27 years. Did you ever see the same people more than once?
2: Early? When I first was in the department? Yeah. No. But as time went on, it, it became more of a revolving door, I would say. Uh, because I guess uh, the structure became a little bit less. It became more loose, as a matter of fact, I would say. Because we were transitioning from a, a, a more punitive environment to a more therapeutic environment. Was, for most and for most in
0: most cases this was home for most of these kids was someone charged with murder would they be on would they be would they be restricted in any way within your no. sphere of influence no. they would No, they would not. Oh, so you. a murderer could end up going to the ballgame. Absolutely And how many how many guards would go with them when they went?
2: I don't want to get this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You'd be amazed at uh, I would say probably one or two at the most. Right. But but one but, or two. But yeah, I mean yeah.
0: it it wouldn't be one or two guards and 15 of these students. Probably or, 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On that note, uh, we have to say uh, farewell to our conversation. Anthony, thank you very much for being with us for both hours. Anytime. Good good conversation with uh, Gary McCarthy, uh, the former police superintendent in Chicago. That was a good conversation about uh, crime and punishment. And Stephanie? Uh, we thank you very much for being with us. So you were a, a, a last-minute uh, Yeah, uh,
10: you know, last time I came program? on, I forgot it was on video. I came here. I looked like a radio host. I looked like a bum. Today I tried to screw something up. <laughs> no, I no, forgot no, that you were on YouTube. You're, you're, you know, I tried to sit up straight today, you know, yeah. right. You got so got thank you for keeping for me in show. mind. Next time somebody, I was just at home baking a cake, so I just dropped it, and I was happy to come Why up here. Why didn't you bring the cake? What oh, heck I, heck see, I, I hadn't frosted it yet, see. That's the way to get to my stomach. Next time, maybe I'll have to bring you some boss dogs Time. Yeah, nice.
0: <laughs> Stephanie Trestle, will have you back again. Thank you very much. Lieutenant gubernatorial candidate uh, last year and also a longtime talk show host in the city of Chicago. I'm Bruce Dumont. For those on the line, sorry, we'll be with you next week when we'll be talking about China and also our relationship with Taiwan. Good show next week, good guest plan. Hopefully you will be back to be in that audience with good questions. And thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the
4: production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Ugh.
8: Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today.
3: At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, A kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub
5: above. Learn more at LLS.org.